Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we revisit the Nazi-infected wellness community in part two of our deeper dive. I think it was British monarch and abdicant. Edward VIII, who said, gee, that Adolf Hitler is a terribly nice guy, and don't they all look good in their uniforms? Well, they did look rather sharp, to be fair. Well, that is the uh, the Brian Ferry view of the world. Very neat, very well tailored, the Waffen SS, uh, and let's just don't worry. Let's not worry too much about all that mass murder they were involved in. Mm. And maybe that's why people who just two years ago were harmlessly flogging mung bean body wash and now pining for the days of the Nuremberg rallies, a time where everyone knew where they stood, right up the front with a flaming cross giving <laughs> off the calming scent of peppermint and oil of cloves. How soothing. Well, at least they look good doing it, but uh, it's now through the power of social media this kind of shit is reaching the most unsuspecting of targets. Mm. Fucking mums groups are now mums. seen as a place of potential radicalisation. What? Yoga studios <laughs> are fertile ground for white supremacy recruitment. How the fuck does that make sense? I mean, there's some very good people on the yoga scene who are fighting this from the inside and often at great expense because there's a lot of divisive uh, conversation around there. But it's a fight that shouldn't have to happen. We live in a fucking bizarre time mm. when the guys that preach free love, namaste, and speak openly about positive messaging are also gearing up to ask the Jewish question. And we'll get to wellness Nazis and what's to be done about them. I've got some ideas which involve rather a lot, well, not too much, but just enough violence, and we'll be discussing that in a deeper dive. But we can't do that now because I know our listeners are great empty sponges idling around the crystal set wondering what to know and what to think, and they'll remain great amorphous blobs of ignorance until they hear what's happened in the world in the last seven days in the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. Yes, we, uh, yeah, we're famous for only really covering the important issues of the time, like That's what right. fucking Pete Evans had for breakfast. But <laughs> this time, this, this is actually kind of important because anti-vaxxers have had a huge win over the past week with reports of blood clotting in recipients of the AstraZeneca vaccine, the one that we are unfortunately lined up to get. Most of it, yeah, big, big chunk of a big chunk of Australian vaccinations. Yes, it's the loser vaccine, and I know it's the one I'm going to get. So, in what's been called an abundance <laughs> of caution, several EU states have halted the vaccine pending inquiry. And since then, well, they did. They're all back on it now. They're all back on it now. Oh, yeah. That was a temporary thing. And let's face it, they were in a bit of a hurry. But they've established mm. that a causal link with the vaccine is unlikely, but not impossible. And it's an overall safe vaccine, and that rollouts uh, can proceed. Now, the AstraZeneca shot is different from the Pfizer Moderna shot as it uses a dead adenovirus, essentially a common cold, stuffed with a little bit of COVID 19 in the back end to provoke an immune response. Essentially, it's like a glorified flu shot. Mm. And with a flu shot, you get those, you know, fevery symptoms because well, your immune system's going, what the fuck is this? Same sort of thing here. The thing with the Pfizer one is it sends this mRNA in there, which provokes an immune response to COVID exposure, but in an entirely different way. It's more like it just tells your immune system, oh, bro, this is going to happen. Like, oh, cool, man. Don't worry about it. And then it has less side effects. It doesn't provoke that kind of immune response. It gives you those sort of fevers and gives you those sort of, you know, side effects. It's more just putting the immune system on alert for a certain spike yeah. protein. I mean, I'm saying this as not a doctor. 
I don't necessarily know what the fuck I'm talking about, but let's face it. Craig Kelly speaks with a lot more confidence than I do, and he talks a lot of shit. He's not a fucking doctor. To be fair, though, Joel, uh, Craig Kelly is a clot. Uh, You'd have to say he's a huge... Blood clot on the body politics. Probably going to cause more deaths. Uh, any vaxxers have grabbed the ball and run, and run hard with this one. Of course they have. They will take anything they uh, they can get their hands on to scare the shit out of people. Yep. And it's working to a yep. point. Uh, this abundance of caution has, as usual, turned into an abundance of fear-mongering and political propaganda. Yeah, they'll fucking run with anything they can get or just make it up if they there's a bit of a quiet will. fucking news week. Blood clots, it seems, are the kind of thing you don't really know about until you get one. And then, you know, you know about it. They are fairly common, especially in older people. In general, it seems around two to three cases per thousand people, which is not insignificant. And in this situation, the 37 blood blood clots reported are from 45 million doses. That is running million, million far doses, below yeah. the average. The issue that yeah. has caused alarm here is the type of blood clot, mm. which is quite a rare one, and the age of the people that have got them. Younger people experiencing rare forms of blood clotting have set off alarms and calls for close monitoring of the situation, which I totally agree with. And I, no, I absolutely have no doubt that despite the fact that EMA is giving the green light to the vaccine, they will stuff. be looking at this very closely because yeah. that's what they fucking mm. do. They actually aren't trying to kill you all, you fucking morons. Well, that's yeah, it's your job. Exactly. So it's very difficult to establish mm. a causal relationship between vaccines or anything for that matter with some kind of side effect. And, you know, unless you're an anti-vaxxer and just everything that ever happens to you is a fucking vaccine injury, you morons. But keeping an open mind on this, in my opinion at least, <laughs> my uneducated opinion, was a wise move. Like taking a moment to look at the data and ensure that this isn't the start of some sort of serious issue seems like a wise play. But I say this from Australia, this beautiful COVID-free island where we're not being ravaged by COVID. Like, chances of getting a blood clot from the AstraZeneca shot is around mm. one in a million at this rate. Chances of blood clotting issues with a COVID infection, in around 13%. Million. It's not It's not the same. It's not not even like a different ah. ballpark. It's a different galaxy. Now, mm. Craig it's Kelly. It's a lot, and this is lot more. Yes. It's ridiculous. Like the, 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 there's no comparison between the the risk factors. If you're in a place that is ravaged by COVID and you catch COVID, your chance of getting a blood clot is a fuckload higher than if you get a random one in a million side effect from a vaccine. I'm sorry, mm. but sometimes you're playing the numbers game. They pretend like COVID doesn't exist, and that's what they believe. But if COVID didn't exist, yeah, the vaccine would be a higher risk. Unfortunately, COVID does exist, and the vaccine is nothing compared to it. Anyway, Craig Kelly, as mentioned, God, he's become yeah. one of my least favorite people. Fuck, he's almost worse than Pete Evans. Peddler of bullshit and newfound hero to the fringe in Australia has been pushing the story of a Georgian nurse that died from anaphylactic shock after receiving the AstraZeneca shot. Posting an article from Georgian State Media, it outlines that a 27-year-old nurse has died after some time in critical condition in hospital. They could not save her. Now, interestingly enough, when you search for the name of said nurse, you know, mm. the only hits you get are from... The Georgian state media news site he posted, a Nigerian news site, a Namibian news, news site, site, and mm. BitChute videos. Ah, so the usual suspects will say this ah, is a media funny. cover-up. Strange. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Pretty fucking unlikely. Mm. But the absolute no. glee that anti-vaxxers get when a story like this comes out, it just overpowers their ability to just fucking Google it. Check your shit. Like, have a look and see if maybe no one else is mm. saying what you're saying. 
I'm now. I'm not saying that Greg Kelly is a gullible fucking moron who spreads shitty disinformation because he's a fucking attention whore. I'm saying that Craig Kelly is a lazy, useless, pathetic, gullible moron who has a massive fucking insecurity complex, which is being stuffed with the joyous adulation of wellness fuckwits who have decided that their mutual interest <laughs> makes him a fucking god. But he's not as stupid as his followers. I don't think they're the real fucking morons because. His post got 705 comments and 1,000 shares. As usual, more shares and comments. These people are the virus. More brainless fucking lunatics spreading complete (laughs) misinformation before fact-checking a fucking thing. So we're living in a global pandemic, and we're facing a unique challenge by attempting to vaccinate the entire bloody world to get past it. It is a huge task and something that has really brought to light the incredible world we live in, where governments and institutions, yes, including Big Pharma, can come together to stare down adversity and avert a crisis, a global crisis. And while it took a threat to Western lives for this to happen, and let's face it, if this never left Asia, we wouldn't give a fuck about it. It's been an incredible mobilization of resources to ensure this bastard of a virus leaves most of us untouched. But then you have these fucking anti-vaxxers, these malignant, bored and useless cretins that just have decided to spend all their time setting us backwards, halting progress, drumming us full of fear, and then trying to sell us some bullshit drinkable bleach that will solve all of our health problems. Thanks. You were the villains of the pandemic and you remain the villains of the pandemic. Please cancel your internet subscriptions and find a new hobby. Go knit a jumper. Do something useful. Stop scaring the shit out of people. You are doing harm, motherfuckers. (laughs) And and speaking of which, uh, John Megafooli, president of Tanzania and uh, uh, COVID COVID, uh, denier, was killed by COVID. Uh, it's a, it's yeah, a famous uh, uh, example of famous last words. Uh, COVID doesn't exist. Wait a minute. I can't get a breath and now I'm dead. <laughs> Ouch. No, that, that's brutal. See you later, Johnny boy. Pete Evans is a huge fan of John Magafuli, which is a huge red flag. I mean, the Tanzanian president often considered to be an anti-vaxxer with a very anti-vaxxer approach to the concept of truth, declared very early into the pandemic that COVID did not exist and reporting of cases just magically stopped. Now, word on the ground is, unsurprisingly, cases did not, in fact, stop. And while a lot of people on both sides of the fence have used COVID as a political tool of expedience, every now and then there's a solid reason to think that someone really does believe their own <laughs> bullshit. Enter the late Magafuli, who has apparently died from COVID. Yep, they say he died from a heart attack, and that might be true, but all signs point to COVID being the cause of well, said heart attack. And of course, his comrades are claiming it wasn't, because that's fucking humiliating. died of a heart attack because he couldn't get a breath because he had COVID. Yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, he had all the ginger and lemonade in the world, but it did not cure his COVID. Now, Due to the horrible nature of the anti-vax, you reckon he had the lamp? You reckon he had to put it, Evans' lamp? Well, and obviously just, he didn't. He just he flicking died. at the green, and I mean, he would he would have been fine if he did yeah, have the lamp. Yeah, well, there you go. That's right. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. Checkmate, yeah. right? This is yeah. true. 100%. Can't prove a negative. <laughs> so, due to the horrible nature of the anti crowd, they immediately yeah. point to his death as murder by, I don't know, Big farmer or some shit. Mm, it's all a conspiracy because yeah, Magnafoli really. was a big threat to their new world order, some shit. But basically, when it comes down to it, if you're one of your COVID-denying heroes dies from COVID, then you've got to make up some weird, bizarre shit to save face. Almost like making Trump this like godlike hero because he was so fucking useless and all he did was eat KFC and watch Fox News. Oh, no, man. He's like taking down the deep state. No, 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 no. But good, good narrative. 
Hordes of well-wishers from the usual parts of Australia are mourning his death, which is nice, but not having given two fucks about Tanzania until it turned out their mad president (laughs) shared their fringe beliefs on the pandemic. But now they're all Tanzanians. Well, uh, not really. They're actually mostly rich white people. Yes, and I can tell you uh, John Magafuli's got some fairly uh, fruity uh, um, laws in place uh, to uh, that that deeply affect our gay brothers and sisters in Tanzania. Uh, yes, you got some very dark views there. Very Old Testament literalism. Uh, it is, uh, and it must be said though that at the condition of release program we do not celebrate deaths. But this is an important one to highlight. Uh, seeing someone fall on their sword like this is the perpetuation of victims as a result of the fear machine that is the anti-vax movement. A man that stands over a country and tells his people that they have nothing to fear from COVID. And then hides away in a place like, a, say, a giant block of land on the Ooh, northern rivers in New South Wales. Well, that is indicative of someone who says one thing but thinks another. This guy clearly bought the line that COVID was a hoax. Let's make a fooly. A flu and the countless, literally countless, they weren't documenting deaths in Tanzania, literally countless numbers of people that have either died or suffered uh, crippling long COVID symptoms from his reckless policies at the end of the day. His COVID policy was a gamble and a gamble that took his life and many, many others. Follow you, wild, crazy bastard. Hopefully the next guy learns a lesson from your Mm -hmm. mistakes. And speaking of mistakes, Joel, <laughs> there were a great, great many genetic mistakes uh, wandering around our capital cities yesterday. <laughs> they don't send their best. In the worldwide, did worldwide was is that really apt? I mean, were, were there marches for freedom in Tanzania, for example? Was there worldwide march really a worldwide march for There's freedom? There's a few bugs in London, I think. Well, yeah. well, that's not exactly global, Probably is it? Probably a few fuckwits know. in Germany. The English have had a rough year. Mm. I feel for them, but not that much. I don't feel for them that much. Don't march. You guys nah, are riddled with plague. Don't march, you fucking morons. Anyway, look, and don't march in England anyway. It's always cold. So it would appear that no. the Sydney part of the Worldwide March for Freedom turned out a little bit too damp for our freedom fighters. If you were anywhere near Man. New South Wales, you probably got wet. So the general consensus was stay home. This was Stay at home, wear a jumper, put a coat on, and, uh, and stay Watch at home. Film. And, uh, t- What's yeah, Braveheart? Stay on the couch. Freedom. Yeah, there's no other. There's no, there is no point going out looking like a fucking idiot uh, at Hyde Park with a stupid sign when it's absolutely pissing with rain, you fucking morons. And a morons. few of them did turn up, but I feel like they're the ones that really like doubled down on social media, and if oh, they didn't, it would be really embarrassing. Yeah. So essentially this was difficult for our strong and tireless defenders of liberty because our freedoms are being eroded as we speak. I mean, I... Um, I guess they are. I mean, they have to be, right? Like, why else? Really why else would there be a march of freedom? I mean, yeah. it's it's, it's got to be something going on, right? Surely they wouldn't just yeah. collect in parks randomly to talk shit about nonsense. I mean, so <laughs> well, there is, there is the merch. Yes. Well, to okay, sell. there is the merch table, which would have drowned out a bit. bit of a grift going okay, on. Okay, so okay, it's it seems pretty clear that this is basically just a gathering of grifters trying to get their foot forward to solicit donations, drum up political hysteria, and sell shit like Shungite. And of course, those beautiful merch t-shirts that say "We are coming," which is so funny because I don't think any of them have come for a while. 
Anyway, I must say, the T-shirts they're selling have the graphic design of someone that just screams, I did a TAFE course at 65 because I had an interest in graphic design. So the protest... (laughs) I want to wear a T-shirt. I want to wear a T-shirt with a half-smart message on it in Times New Yes, yes. I think it's more like Comic Sans at this point. But uh, (laughs) Comic Sans, yes. The Melbourne protest actually went fairly well. It was a beautiful day for it. Victoria is pilled as fuck. I mean, like... Yes, it's definitely Melbourne. Is the most pilled city it in Australia. It does feel like no that, doesn't it? it? And like there was the 100 day lockdown, of course, which may have provoked a few fears, but let's face it, yeah. Melbourne, you know, Victorians, in, as a general rule, they're a bit strange. I mean, it's quite cold down there. And I, I'm not going to exempt you from this, Jack. That includes you. You can't just <laughs> pop up north and just go, oh, no, I'm, I'm, a, I mean, I'm from New South Wales now. Well, I- I'm not, a, I'm not a Victorian anymore, yeah, but I, I do still barrack for their cricket team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's it. Yeah, the proof is in the fucking pudding. I'm telling you that right now, you know. If I put you on a bloody – if I waterboarded you right now, I know what you'd say. I'd just, I, oh, I just make, I'd make you say it. Always be a Victorian, yeah. unless you don't want me to be, and then I'll do something <laughs> else. Beautiful, beautiful interrogation techniques. So while Monica Smith from Reignite Democracy Australia battled with her phone to live stream the protest, which I was watching <laughs> giggling to myself, finding her auto-rotate function on the phone, giving her endless grief, and she just didn't know how to turn it off. Uh-oh. So it kept on moving around, and it was just fucking hilarious. She's like, oh, my God, my phone, it starts playing up. I don't understand my phone. My my sinister phone is trying to destroy. I'm running me. a political media empire, but I don't understand smartphones. So, <laughs> like, and the thing is, like, she ran out of battery. Like, why didn't you bring a power bank? You're planning to live stream hours of footage. Like, oh, is that not the oversight of the fucking yeah. decade? But I mean, <laughs> I agree with her, as she said countless times during the live stream, the turnout was pretty good. Not with the enthusiasm that she said it though, because whenever someone says how many people there are, you know there's not many. And I would say at a glance, my my take yeah. is two or three thousand. Uh, I've been known to exaggerate. Sky News said hundreds. They said 7,000. But they also say that the COVID vaccine changes your DNA. So they've kind of lost their ability to say anything without me looking at them sideways. Bit of an integrity. Fucking bullshit merchants. Bit of an integrity issue. 7,000, my fucking ass. One person on the live stream was really cute. They said, do you think there's a million people at this march? And one of the people said, only a few times everyone buy a thousand. (laughs) Which... Only if you count people at a sort of cellular level. How many cells they've got. And in that case, it's billions. Look at that. Billions. How fucking exciting. So one very funny moment was when Monica was running toward when the speakers had finished and she was screaming for people to march as all these like sheep-like morons were just milling around, not really (laughs) knowing what to do, just sort of staring at their feet. At one point- no choreography. It's great. Like yeah. at one point, she says, at a rally she was instrumental in organising, almost speaking to herself. She said that they needed to be more organised, and that and that's the thing. Like you got these situations where these fucking yeah. wingnuts who have no idea what they're doing organise these rallies. You got to realise that all these amazing rallies, all these climate change rallies. The unions. The unions are doing everything. They're doing the sound. They've got organizers. They've got volunteers. They've got toilets. These fucking guys just basically put up posters around the city saying, <laughs> you should come here for a bit and bring like a sound system from home. I mean- Need to be need to be better. Need to be better They're fucking amateurs, mm. man. They're fucking amateurs. And you can tell they've only started going to protest recently because they seem astounded the cops are there. There's always cops at protests, you <laughs> fucking morons. Half the time they're there riling people up trying to get a response while like seven nightly news is sitting there going, come on, take the bait, take the bait, take the bait. Come on. 
You know, and he, he just called you. He just called you really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, and that's it. Yeah, it reflects poorly on the force. He said generally. something about your mum. You better get stuck in. So they're, they're desperate <laughs> for the cops to react, but like a big dog being annoyed by a small uh. child, they just sit there and take it. I mean, until they don't, and they bite their <laughs> fucking heads off. But that didn't happen. One man kept on yelling, "Pedophile protectors! Pedophile protectors!" at police <laughs> while they just stood there and just basically copped it in this stoic formation of bored state power. Oh, I guess. I mean, uh, look as far as I can tell, uh, the. Victoria Police Force haven't been pedophile protectors for at least 20 yes, years. Yes, they, they were. Uh, so this is very much – yes, they certainly were, and, and uh, listeners can uh, have a listen to our, our band. <laughs> yes. Well, it's banned on YouTube, but they can have a listen to our, to our, uh, to our, um, uh, our band uh, uh, podcast on, uh, on Dennis yep. Ryan and, uh, uh, and the Unholy Trinity story and how basically clerical pedophiles, Catholic – Catholic clerical pedophiles were protected by rogue police, but that's another yes, story. I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, I think he both- meant that they protect Dan Andrews, and Dan Andrews is a pedophile. I have a feeling he hasn't read. Yeah, your book. I think that's where he was. Probably he probably going. should read your book, yeah. though. You know, it's it's a bit sad. So. This is one of the things that makes me really laugh because essentially he's yelling out pedo protectors and some genius on Facebook suggested the obnoxious dickhead in question wasn't peaceful protesters calling the police pedo protectors. That was the paid infiltrators, you know, like the George Soros operatives or whatever the fuck it is, which once again shows (laughs) you can turn up to something, be a complete fuckwit, and then anything in retrospect seems a little bit tasteless and maybe out of line is simply the work of paid Antifa operatives. I mean, come on. Not not one of ours. At Antifa. It's always Antifa. Like, I mean, the Capitol Hill riot. Oh, fucking Antifa. But, like, yelling pedo protector at cops is completely on brand for these people. That being said, the last (laughs) time that they were at a protest, they were chanting, uphold the right. And they seem to have lost a bit of faith in their friends and the cops. Bit sad. Yeah, look, uh, basically, I prefer uh, if they went the old French, tenez le droit. Uh, which is the old uh, Victoria Police motto. Now it's been anglicised to uh, uphold the Tan rights. It's basically Tan well, I like yeah. it. It's good. Yeah, but of course, I don't think there are a lot of bilingual folk among the protesters. Nor it must be said among the Victoria. No, police and it, so they've not, gone with the not Angli- a lot of literate <laughs> people as well. I think uh, I think that's why they watch bit shoot videos because they can't fucking read. Anyway. Serial yeah. grifter and compulsive liar Morgan C. Jonas, who is a massive piece of shit and I cannot wait till he fades into obscurity, has aligned himself with the Reignite Democracy brand very strongly because it's a political cash cow and uh, as a grifter, he knows yes. where to go. He had a good go at the cops in his fairly meaningless speech, just drumming up hysteria, fear and loathing. No substance at all. And like, it's Nothing. just nothing going watching on the speakers there was just nothing to report nothing new nothing interesting so i didn't really see much of this one usually there's a great highlight reel from cam smith on twitter or someone like that showing all the funny moments because when these people gather in public funny things do happen but like you know if someone says something stupid in the forest but no one's there to see it i mean did it really happen yeah. i mean it's a real shame that's it yeah is 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 it, is it yeah funny? i mean that's you it know? and like it's i just feel like there was a lot of things i didn't see but there's actually maybe mm. it's not because on the surface this rally was just kind of sad. Like the signs that I saw were like God wins in the end, which is ominous and weird. You can't inject mm, health, which strange. is missing the fucking point by about a thousand meters. <laughs> Legalize freedom with a fucking Z in it. No. Oh, you idiots. No. 
Oh, give me the red oh. pen. Give the red pen and a bit of a slapping oh, yeah. to whoever was involved in that legal lies with an Z. Jesus it's Christ. It's just so painful. Stop copying and pasting shit from America. And I do not mm. consent, which is just not witty, clever, or amusing. And it just seems yeah, like they're not sending their best just, anymore, or if they ever did. Not even relevant. It's a bit yeah. sad. At least yeah. have one yeah. Simpsons meme, you fucking- The B team. They got the B team oh, rolled out. It truly really is. And there was, you know, it's, it's just sad. So, like, I think the freedom marches are getting a bit tiresome. And yeah, so you don't like the vaccine? Cool, we've heard that. Freedom, 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 something. Like, I don't even know what freedom you're fighting for anymore. Things are pretty free. Like Scott Morrison assured us that we're not going to be shot for marching, even for causes like women's rights. And I mean, that to me, it's If you're going to get the rifles no, out, this that's what you get it for. Bunch of chicks out, shoot them up. It's, that sounds like a completely logical thing. But in this promised land the rifles are safe in their safes so they yeah. march they cause some noise they say cook things that are kind of funny but like nobody really cares anymore the joke is kind of old no that's it's a shame because i still think it's kind of funny i do too but uh finally in our news uh, i was on the telly this morning doing the talking picture segment uh with my bows as part of the insiders program and i was recorded this is all pre-recorded on friday and uh, i told the story of wa the state of western australia being the sole remaining uh state or territory in the commonwealth that continued to lock people up for non-payment of fines and uh this was particularly uh, uh this was particularly critical to uh, first nations women uh, who often uh, suffered uh well, not just incarceration but family dislocation as well now i got that wrong uh, in fact, uh, the McGowan government stopped incarcerating people for fine default alone as of June last year, uh, three years into their four-year term. And there was a statement from WA Attorney General John Quigley um, issued back then, and I'll just read a little bit of it. Uh, he goes politics, uh, goes the political angle first up by saying imprisoning people for fine default alone was a bad policy mm-hmm. and one that was ignored by the former Barnett Harvey Liberal government. Well, you ignored it for three of the first four years, Johnson. <laughs> I fucking boast, man. I am pleased that the McGowan government has finally relinquished the old system, he said. We expect to see a significant reduction in the number of debtors being imprisoned for fine default alone. How about fucking zero, John? Mm -hmm. But uh, a significant reduction, particularly in regional and remote parts of the state. So I was wrong about that, and uh, and I apologise to the McGowan government for that. Um, It's been a running sore for a long time, and the fact that they got around to do this in... June, as I say, that basically the last year of their um, of their four year term should have been done a lot earlier. Um, but uh, the, the fact that they got to it during a COVID pandemic, which is why it sort of sort of disappeared into the smoke a, a, a little bit, is, is something they deserve some credit for. But the fact remains that existing fines are now being returned to payees, increasing their indebtedness through. Uh, the addition of interest uh, charges and other expenses, which are not being waived. Uh, and the force of that confine, it consigns people to, pov- uh, to poverty. So a $300 fine for a traffic offence like driving an unregistered car, for example, should never, ever become a crippling yeah. debt. And what I can tell listeners is we'll keep an eye on how that's going in Western Australia. Good. 
and report back in due course. We will be giving a bit of an update and I will be getting hold of the Attorney-General for a statement from him and then we'll ask a few people on the ground how it's going as well. Yep. But we can't get to that now because it's time for uh, part two of our deeper dive. It's just three on my script here, which I want to think was just completely over the top. <laughs> but it is time for part two of our deeper dive uh, where we have a look at simple idiots who think... Uh, Aromatherapy might cure cancer and how they've gone full Nazi. How on earth can that happen? And we're going to let you know right now. Joel, last week we were uh, looking at the wellness industry, how it's changed and, and where it's got to today. And where it's got to today is basically veering towards Nazism. How is that happening? Who's involved? Well, uh, quite like Pete Evans, I do not have the <laughs> answers, but we can speculate. And I'd say that basically at this point, and it's, it's, it's very strange to watch, but the slippery slope toward Nazism in the new age bracket, it's just covered in fucking detergent. <laughs> I mean, it's slippery. Turning this conspiratorial mindset into good old-fashioned anti-Semitism is yeah. easier than you might think. And I have seen it happen in real time on my Facebook feed. Old friends of mine, lean anti-vax, have a few issues with Bill Gates, traditionally conspiratorial. They just start poking that George Soros bear. And the next thing you know, they start talking about the cabal and the globalists. Oh, and the yeah, and of course, the next thing you know, they are straight up pushing anti-Semitic tropes. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion is a popular one, shrouded in what sounds like a fairly mysterious name is a ridiculous document originally from Russia that was literally designed to drum up hatred of the Jews. It's a Jewish world mm-hmm. domination textbook written by a fake group of scary Jews called the Elders of Zion. And this has been circling around, circling around for, for many years. Henry Ford uh, was a big mm. fan and a major anti-Semite. But just when you think this whole the Jews <laughs> did it mindset is about is about dead, it comes back with a fucking vengeance. It, it really never goes away and it's really intense at the moment. Yeah, it's poisonous. And this crossover isn't mm. new. It's just yes. taken on a new form because loving incense and hating Jews is actually a thing that harks back to the good old days of the Third Reich. So... As usual, we are witnessing history mm. repeating itself. Like the Nazis bloody Boy. loved astrology. No fault to astrology here, mind you. As some of you already know, I was brought up in the astrology world and it's mostly Nazi-free. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Although I do feel like that's astrology changing. Astrology where, I mean, where there are afar, fewer Nazis anymore, um, you know. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> I guess there was like a sort of dramatic reduction toward the end of the 40s, but then yeah, we're having yeah. an uptick now. Yeah, late, late 1940s, not a great time for promoting Nazism, but they uh, they got right on it after that, yes. Yes, I think astrologers and, and good investment can be sort of, you know, uh, diametrically opposed. But like things like using a pendulum mm. to make decisions, otherwise known as dousing or divining, is something I used to play with as yeah. a kid. I used to anything to me was a fucking pendulum, and you know it was just something the family did. Turns out <laughs> Hitler was a fucking huge this fan of this, this too. Explains I mean, a lot that of maybe would have been. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Look, it was a rich, nah, rich look, experience. If you ever start, ba- start battling about invading Poland, I know we're all in very, very deep trouble. Well, the pendulum <laughs> was doing it. was saying to do it. So they created a pendulum institute to help the Navy win the war, which no, didn't go too no, well. So I guess that pendulum fairly early. Was Before 45, 
German, German Navy was basically gone. Yep. Sadly, it didn't really work. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's all props to us for not having to speak German now. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's a very abrasive it's, language. It, it's easy to learn. It's just, yeah. Anyway. Those long words are very intimidating. But it turns out anti-vaxxers in Germany also jumped on the Nazi bandwagon. Mm. This is a funny one. I like that. This is, this is interesting. So basically, they claimed that vaccine programs were actually a part of a Jewish conspiracy no. to damage the German people, to weaken the Aryans. And this line seems to have been a fucking long game because it's gone from World War II propaganda to yeah. current day memes because it turns out the Pfizer CEO, Albert Buller, has Jewish mm. heritage. So... You know, one plus one equals fuck you, right? Like, I mean, mm. come on, guys. Just give it a rest. But if that wasn't enough for you, the Nazis had a straight-up wellness crossover themselves. Hitler and Himmler were big into old health, including homeopathy and organic <laughs> vego diets. You know, everyone's like, you know, oh, Hitler was a vegetarian. But it goes way further than that. It wasn't just the fact that he didn't like pork sausage. He was all about proper straight-up mm. wellness shit. And this stretches into their love for the occult and the general sort of crossover into India, Indian spirituality mm. and yoga. Hitler's, like the Nazis were big on yoga. And this is actually like something, if you want to look further into this, Tom Tanaki did a thing called White Trader, um, which was at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. And I think he just like throws it around for free now. But you might have to go on his Patreon. Oh, give him five bucks. Give him five but bucks. It's, it's, yes, it's he's a good man. I gave him 15 yeah, to watch it. It was good. good. Let's not it. forget that the swastika is actually a Hindu symbol um, and uh, appropriated by the Nazis. Yeah. And let's not forget also that uh, Adolf Hitler had a particularly close relationship with Big Pharma, such as it was in the 1930s. <laughs> he was a raving drug addict uh, through most of his years, uh, largely set up by his uh, physician, Theodore Morell. Have a, have a click on that, uh, readers, just to have a look at a bloke. He is a Nazi straight from Central Casting. Uh, but uh, Morel yes. was actually an old <laughs> physician uh, who, who would uh, use therapies and treatments and drugs that hadn't been cleared for, for, uh, for human use. And he, and he basically treated uh, Hitler like a, like, a, like a guinea pig. Uh, Morel was deeply... Deeply Excellent. mistrusted by the senior Nazi ranking officers, but 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 because he was giving Adolf the good stuff every day, <laughs> and basically from about nineteen forty yeah, onwards, Hitler uh, was roused at about six o'clock in the morning. No, basically that's not true. He 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 was like Churchill. He he wouldn't get up much before about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, he was roused from his slumber with a blast of methamphetamine, which had been invented by the Germans yep. in the twenties or been been, uh, been uh, created in in the uh, by German pharmaceutical companies in the nineteen twenties. Then given some cocaine and and uh, pretty much fed on that for for the rest of the day in, in injections initially, first thing in the morning, and then pills throughout the day, and then he'd take a lot of benzos to put him to sleep. So that was, you know. Sounds that, like a fucking great that, time. That is pretty much unsustainable on a daily basis for five years and certainly led to. No wonder you want to be a Nazi. You get all the good drugs. <laughs> this sounds like a fucking great group to be a part of. I mean, I haven't had any Morel, good connections for a while. I'm just going to go down and check out Morel my local was Nazis. basically poisoning him uh, on a daily basis, but not with any intent to remove Hitler from power, just because he was a crank doctor. So that also sort of fits into yeah. that, old, uh, that old scenario. And, and, you know, this 
bullshit that they come up with now, the, the whole my immune system is perfect, uh, that sort of isolated wellness lunatics talk about that and, and say that they are not at risk of getting uh, COVID. Uh, it just sort of fits in well with this Aryan idea of certain people being superior to others. The, the immune yeah. system is... It's such a crapshoot, even for highly skilled immunologists <laughs> uh, and physicians around the world. They they don't know what is going yep. to inspire one person's immune system, uh, and, and 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 why that will work and why it won't work for another twenty others. So it's Especially all highly COVID. complicated, and it's not a matter of saying, "Gee, I eat my greens, I eat my spinach, and yeah, therefore, exactly. you know, my my." Immune system is just utterly perfect, and I'm there. I can't get sick. Look at me. I'm chiseled from fucking stone, and um, it's the most annoying. So at the end of the day, there is that sort of connection, and 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 it's and it's really not a new one. But but I would say that the crossover with the wellness industry and and the modern neo-Nazi movement is less about the good old days of Vejo Hitler and flexible SS officers, and much more about the white supremacist movement. Uh, knowing how to pick a good rube from the crowd, and that's what's really going on. Coronavirus has been an amazing way to see who is gullible and who is not. Yeah, it has been a bit of a litmus test for morons. But, uh, you know, despite lockdowns, we've seen in-person protests and rallies, general sort of, you know, collections of people, mostly against Mm. the lockdown itself, which has like a sort of delightful irony to it. But the BLM movement in the US and across the world has maintained a huge presence despite restrictions on movement, but these people wear That's fucking masks. It's a huge difference. difference. These fucking True. freedom rallies are these plague rats walking around unsheathed, <laughs> breathing on each other, saying, oh, I think I had a cough recently. Can you look yeah. at my lungs? And, like- and also, you know, the world is run by a cabal of Jewish bankers. And, <laughs> and, 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 and that's kind of true. I mean, um, well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> It, well, no, 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 that, no that's not bit, that's bit not true. <laughs> but I, I would say that, you know, that still we have alarming numbers of, of extreme right uh, activists in Europe and the United States. We have growing numbers in Australia as well. Yeah. And, and look, the BLM movement is a global movement. Um, uh, and which finds forms different forms in in other places, but we still we are still yeah. seeing large numbers at right wing rallies and uh, in Europe in particular, and we've seen you know the influence of yeah. it in the United States uh, and a little bit here too. It never goes away, and yeah. and and yeah, and, like and you know the red pilling sort of happens online. Uh, these days in private telegram groups, due to the sort of social media crackdowns of late and more traditional yeah, forms here, Facebook, etc. When when they march, we see them in all their glory. In the states, we see the QAnon yeah. banners, the Trump flags mixed with Proud Boys, militia groups, and good old fashioned Nazis, all high fiving each other over not wearing a mask at the shops. So there's that connection. Right? There's that connection. But at the end yeah. of the day, who's it really that's making us wear masks at the shops? Well, they say it's the Jews, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy, easy slope. And you can see how all these people turn up to these rallies and they look like they're normies, but they're side by side with flat out Nazis. And it's just like people go to prison, they come out better criminals. You go to a Freedom Rally march, you're probably going to become a better Nazi. I mean, like, it's just the way it works. Like, someone's going to start a chat with you saying, have you thought about the Jews much recently? I actually, like, it's funny, you know, look, funny I'll say you should someone- say that I, I've thought about little else for the for, for- 
<laughs> for the last for the last three months, and now that I'm now that I'm with some like minded souls, it's just accelerated. Mm. Yes, that's right. Accelerating is something mm. we'll talk about later. So, like, look, someone very close to me who I will not name, uh, this is a bit of a scarring moment for me, to be honest, but I'm going to speak very candidly about it. Uh, they talked openly about how they oh don't God. trust the Jews, uh, which I found very difficult to really react to, didn't know what to do. They think they're controlling the world, and it's a usual trope, but this predated coronavirus. And this is the kind of conspiracy to remind that there's being fertilized now that has these real world implications of spreading. Because I know, like, you know, she this has person. Jewish friends. This person but close if, to you has Jewish yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, but if they've, if, but it would be that thing of like, oh no, not you. No, the other right, ones. You yeah. know, the bad ones. You know, textbook racism mm. bullshit. And it's that sort of mindset that just like, I don't really know how to deal with that. And I, put, I, I was in shock at the time, but That's I was also on notice, thinking if she's thinking this, it's got to be coming yeah. from somewhere. And since looking into this, it makes a lot yes. more sense now. You yeah. know, the cabal, the globalist, all the bullshit. It's been going on for ages. It's just been so amplified during the fucking mm. pandemic. So since then, the idea of new age types being recruited by Nazis, it seems like it's becoming more of a common concept. A lot of journos have covered it. There's conspiratoriality covering in great detail. And we're kind of comfortable with the idea now that where there's incense smoke, there's also going to be burning mm. crosses. But I just find it difficult to understand how this really happened. Like it's just a wild set of political alignments. Well, there are a few things at play here. For starters, anti-vax movements, have a look at their protests, they're inherently white. You won't see oh, yeah. too many yeah. other besides white faces in that crowd. Have a think about it. How many anti-vaxxers can you think of that aren't white? Um, uh, and while vaccine hesitancy is huge within BIPOC communities, it's not due to memes. It stems from medical mistrust rooted in generations of medical racism, and that's another podcast for another time. But white anti-vax sentiment yeah, comes it. from a cult, a cult built on bullshit misinformation and the idea that the big bad wolf or big farmer is going to shoot you full of poison. The big bad wolf can easily be swapped out here for the Jews under the guise of globalists in the cabal and a new world order that is going to reduce yeah, populations and destroy our white way of life. So when you look at it, look at it, you have a group of uh, white people who think their very existence is under threat from the Jews through mass vac vaccinations. This is a fertile ground for stepping up their game into a full-blown Nazi mindset. Yeah, yeah, it's an easy way to capture the hearts and minds of people who are just teetering yeah. on the edge of mistrust that need someone yeah. to blame. And Bill Gates is an easy one, but at the same time, it doesn't quite fit as well as mm. the Jews. So while things like anti-vax sentiment seem like usual fringe politics bullshit run by cult leaders and grifters, there is another element of white nationalist groups using this pharmaceutical panic to try to kick off a race war that will basically destroy the current order Well, the side effects. effects of this kind of uh, psyop works to fulfil another cause as well, acceleration. Uh, accelerationism is a political and social theory that has picked up steam over the past decade in far-right circles. They feel that a violent overthrow of the current system is inevitable and clearly have political ADA. HD. And while I share their traits of impatience, <laughs> I'm really not uh, looking forward to any casual civil war scenarios. These dickheads are looking to kickstart. Destabilising trust in traditional Western institutions such as democracy, our parliaments, our courts, and the health of our population yeah. are excellent ways to get that ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, I was looking into this and I saw there's this telegram <laughs> group. This is from a Daily Beast article called the Corona oh Chan Lord. News, I'm guessing yeah. Chan's. Yeah. Great. And um, 
there's the plot to inject white nationalism into the anti uh, vandy vaccine. It is overt and shameless. They're not even right. fucking hiding it. One of these nutters in this group said, we must further radicalize the anti-vaccine movement. Another one said, they have the potential for extremism against the system. Encourage mm. militancy. The racial angle can be used or it can be avoided for wider reach. Propaganda memes will be essential for this effort. And you can see that memes work in, as we mentioned earlier, Craig Kelly's post, 700 comments, 1,000 shares. These people are the virus. They will share well, Craig's shit. Well, Craig's an anti-vaxxer, like but I, I, wouldn't put in, I wouldn't put him in the anti-Semitic territory. But that's basically just an indication. No, no, that's no, just no. an indication of how these things can progress so quickly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing of the wider reach issue. Like, you know, if you put something that makes these things racist for, for white yeah. um, in, in this thing, yeah. they won't get as shared. Because oh, Craig isn't. No, no not Craig's not Craig Nazi. talks a fair bit um, of He's a lot of things. About, he's not a Nazi. About, uh, about COVID, uh, COVID policy. But, but yes, I mean, it's just a way of, of, of that sort of snowballing yeah, effect of social media uh, and, and where it's all sort of going. No, no, I was just going to say, those avenues are already open. So through, through social media, from from hard right groups into the sort of wellness type, um, uh, sifting down into that sort of network, it, it's already established. And these things just get passed on and on yep. and on because there are so many of these people uh, who are totally pilled. Yep. And if you go into places like Telegram, these kind of Nazi-tinged memes can just be inserted in without yeah. too much fanfare. Yeah. No one really gives a fuck. You see them happening all the time. I swear Telegram is full of bots because there's just constantly these random things just being posted in completely irrelevant uh, uh, chains. But that's that's a whole other story. Basically, when it comes to these guys, they use traditional political <laughs> tactics and they use them through yep. memes. This is this like mix mm. of traditional textbook sociology mixed with new technological forms of communication like memes. And in the Telegram group, they instruct their followers, your goal this week is to tell five people directly that the vaccine has the potential to sterilize Mm. people. Family and friends Mm. first. Nobody in public health is mobilizing like this. Political organizing works. When you tell someone to tell five people, that's an exponential effect. This will yeah. work. And a phrase I never thought I would see, militant wellness is now a thing. People are so radicalised by the idea of alternative health treatments that they start to resemble a sort of military operation, organising and using propaganda tactics to push a message with an objective and a bizarre one at that, to push people away from pharmaceutical solutions and toward supplements, the grift. There it is. What a strange hill to die on. It feels like the next pipe bomb we find is going to have a fucking manifesto about taking vitamin C daily attached to it. It's bizarre. I mean, like, we've got a situation here where, like, absolute crooks, like, former self-proclaimed rock star and general political New Age pest, Sasha Stone, (laughs) riling up people for serious actions, actual violence, throwing the term around treason and talking about taking out lawmakers, like as if he is and fucking knows what that means. The grave nature of these spirituality mixed diatribes laced with these politically violent calls to action that tend toward the extreme right wing are surely going to be keeping law enforcement awake at night over the next few years. I mean, the implication of violence in the militant wellness community are actually quite scary, and it's the last place you'd fucking expect it. Well, I mean, what I'd say is that it it, it shocked me when I first saw it a year ago. Yeah, and now you people yeah. like you and I, Joel, look into this world. We're almost becoming complacent about it now. It feels like a part of the furniture. Yeah, it does. It does. Craig Kelly couldn't even sell this furniture. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was, that yeah, was yeah, just yeah. such a fucking tenuous, that was such an opportunistic there, but, joke. Uh, that, yeah, 
I'll let you off. It wasn't even funny. Oh, whatever. We would be remiss if we did a spot about the neo-Nazi wellness crossover without mentioning friend, friend of the podcast, Pete Evans, who has shown on social Fine media man. posts that he is not only leaning a bit toward the neo-Nazi side, but also a Holocaust mm. denier, which is just fucking yeah, but charming. Yeah, I mean, but, but never in those precise ways. There was always hints, you know. There's a, yeah, it's vague. typically Pete vague stuff about denying a Holocaust. But then we then when he wasn't vague about the real yes. history of Germany, that's still vague, but not too vague. But when he said I was waiting someone to notice a sonorad, the walls yeah, came crashing yeah, down. Yeah, that, His vagueness is a strategy and it's yeah, not a double. I mean the sonorad is, is owned by the SS, who were actually charged with the Holocaust. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit it's, naughty. Yeah, it's but then than, again, don't worry, it didn't happen. It was just the Jews making a point. So that's that's we've got that going for us. So his T-shirt, which he always wears, food is medicine. I think he's got like one headshot with it, but he throws it all the time. It wraps it up. I mean, this is the kind of thing that he is. He's a wellness machine. And while I actually do appreciate the ketogenic approach to eating, which I really should be sticking to. Oh, man, that's crazy. So just many go down fucking to KFC. carbs. I'm just like a hunger machine. If you get that KFC craving, act on it. That's that's my advice. Ah, that's my- you fucking enabler. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I'm not a big fan of his approach towards no. the Jews. And I think so, like, fair enough, because his telegram is an absolute cesspool of anti-Semitic sentiment, which is arguably tacitly well, approved by Pete because he's famous for yeah. rapidly deleting mm. anything he doesn't like. And I tell you what, he leaves those posts up. They do not get deleted. If you want to sum up the far right and wellness crossover, like, you know, at the end of the day, he's, go uh, no certainly, uh, He's certainly a, um, a light carrier for it. Uh, and, 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 of course, now he's yes, running for the Senate light uh, under the Great Australian Party. We're not quite sure that he's number one or number two on the New South Wales ticket, but we'll find out soon. <laughs> uh, and this, you know, the Great oh, Australian Party we talked bastard. about, it's a French political party that sits to the right of one nation, um, more the sort of political wing of the sovereign citizen movement. And seeing Pete Evans run yeah. around, a, uh, yeah. run under a Greens ticket on the Northern Rivers with the promise of green energy and clean water just sounds so much more natural. But the wellness scene, it's like one that I've calling. always seen as, as a bunch of greenies, now think that climate change is a conspiracy by the globalists, that freedom is everything and self-interest trumps all. What a terrible shame it is. It's bizarre. I've always seen Pete Evans, if he was ever to be a political actor, to be a green yeah, who would just be mm. hugging trees. Mm. But no, it's like it's just gone the exact mm. opposite way where it's like, you know, th- he'd rather set a bonfire to prove the fucking, <laughs> you know, climate change green is wrong. And, I mean, do love but like, fires. you know, another thing that was like not entirely unexpected but a massive crossover has been the way QAnon has been – absolutely infiltrated into the MMA scene. And while it's hardly surprising a bunch of alpha male dipshits will be flying Trump flags and flaunting their perfect <laughs> systems in this sweaty, narcissistic no. outburst on the internet, it has a very real-world implication for the sport. And, like, it also has its own little sort of bizarre political crossover story as mm. well, which is pretty funny because, like, Tito Ortiz, who, like, MMA people know this guy, he has given more punches to the head than received, but he's had a few. He's found himself a councilman at Huntington Beach in Orange County, California. And whether it was the power of celebrity or the fact that Orange County is just pilled as fuck, he was elected with the most votes in city history. That's Disneyland. Orange County uh, in Southern California. That's Disneyland, yes, folks. So, you know, there might be a bit of connection yeah, it's, there it's too. it's around yeah. there. 
yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a weird place. I got a friend uh, Larry who lives there, and I love him. But we go shooting; it's great. <laughs> I really like guns. It's really bad. It's one of my weaknesses. Guns are good. Um, so his platform of generally being a pest about coronavirus restrictions have left him politically isolated, but galvanized as fuck. I mean, who would have thought? Like an alpha male MMA guy is, you know, politically galvanized and generally just belligerent about their beliefs. The other council officials, likely seething with jealousy but also trying to stop their arm of government being a complete shit show, have moved against him for essentially not showing up to meetings, acting like a fuckwit, and using this as a toxic political platform for baseless claims about health complications yeah. about not wearing a mask, mostly. While the MMA community has a perfect storm of community and right-wing bent that just creates this perfect political candidate yeah. for these weird times, we are fucking lucky the wellness scene, <laughs> Pete Evans, doesn't have the same kind of pull. These American cage yeah, fighters do it the best. But, but again, it's a sort of unsurprising connection. You know, you've got people who are, you know, MMA, MMA fighters. They're not walking around uh, basically extolling the, the, uh, the virtues of, um, of uh, the Westminster system. Uh, they're not. They're, no. <laughs> they're not saying, you know, separation of powers. What a tremendous thing that is. Um, no, they've, they've, they've gone down a path, you know, many of them have had sort of broken backgrounds and, and they've gone down a path where now they've yeah. enjoyed smashing a few people in the, in the head, knocking them out, and, and they become sort of really sort of powerful figures. Yes, they become uh, sort of somewhat lunatics at the end of the day. But um, this is one of the things that's interesting and um, it, it comes out, on the ground as well as in the ring, because it this is the kind of thing that walks its way in on yeah. foot. Sonny Brown, friend of the podcast and also host of the Sonny Brown Good podcast, Sonny. shameless plug there, has been trying to dodge red pill sentiment in his training sessions since the pandemic started brainwashing people on the scene. I mean, like he's uh, he he listened to the last episode and he was saying about the yoga teachers who are avoiding the conversations uh-huh. in the in the class. He said, oh, "I can uh-huh. relate to that." I mean. You know, same yeah. shit I have to deal with. Red pill lunatics coming through the door and sort of sitting there going, "Oh shit, I need I need to dodge this." So uh, there's also uh, Stefan Kesting, who one of Sonny's friends, uh, Daniel Christian. He also like you know he referred me to this host of the Strangers Life podcast. He's been using his platform to basically convince these fucking meatheads to put down the crack pipe mm-hmm. and just look at the science. But he's lost a shitload of followers as a result, and he knows this and he speaks openly about it. I mean, like I I subscribe to his podcast and I listen to it every now and then when it's not one of the like broadly MMA ones is more about, you know, the, the yeah. conspiracy side. But the MMA community, and this is something I think he's found out the hard way, are very easily peeled and very hard to deprogram and they will resist. And for every casting out there, there's got to be another yeah. hundred throwing out red pills to get likes I mean, and that, shares that's, on social media. That's the greater, I mean, mean, that's the greater concern, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, we've seen this with, with, with QAnon and the failure of Trump. January 6th and all that sort of stuff. The, the, the problem is you've just got literally thousands and thousands of people that need to be professionally deprogrammed in order to function. Yeah. And, and you know, and now we've got yeah. other elements there, you know, and, and let's just say those facilities are not going to be available, are not going to be available. No. I mean, there's a big argument within the Q research community as to whether deprogramming works. Stephen Hassan, one of the big uh, deprogrammers who got involved in this sort of thing, got out of line with a few people for saying something. It wasn't transphobic, but it's just kind of stupid, mm. tone yeah. deaf, you know, what can you do? But I'm, I'm on that side. Like, look, it's just speculation, but I do think that deprogramming is kind of the way to go because these people need a shitload of therapy. Like, I don't know what to do. And honestly, my approach these days is just to just give up. I just give up straight away. I just can't be mm. bothered, you know, fuck it. But that's bad because I've lost some friends. Um, I'm No doubt I'll lose some more and family members as well are just, you know, casualties of this bizarre war. And I just, 
I kind of just give up because well, I don't I know how to save you, and you know I've got yeah, other shit to do. Still, you just sort of have you know? to give up. And, and, I got to do the fucking laundry. Yeah, I can't and, be bothered. And, and, and but yeah, that just means that those people are never going to get better. And and uh, and they just surround themselves with like-minded lunatics until it gets to a point where they've got a new thing to follow. You know, like when yeah. Q stops posting, they just yeah. find a new thing because they're already in this fucking cult. The only people that are their friends now are lunatics, and their only you know mutual interest is no, being not, a lunatic. I mean, like that's it's a sort of it's mass kind of culture and like, effect. The only things that they that they're actually informing themselves with are the things that they agree with and, and everything else is rejected. So it becomes, you know, there, there, there is, there is, no, cycle. there is no influence that's going to take them away from the cliff. You know? It's like that. And we're seeing this with the coronavirus being weaponized for political gain, uh, basically across all parties, but more notably by failed furniture salesman and ex-Liberal Party MP who is now the independent member for Hughes, Craig fucking Kelly. Now, Kelly has found an almost cult-like following on social media with a bizarre melange of libertarians, wellness lunatics, mostly wellness mm. lunatics, and they've become adoring fans of one of the most, like one of the le- least inspiring political <laughs> figures in Australian history just because he's pushing an anti-vaccine and pro-alternative health to COVID-19. Mm. It's so easy to be a completely shit individual with no fucking merit. You say a few things that are anti-vax and pro-alternative health, and all of a sudden, you're a <laughs> god. Like, it's, it's just painful. Craig was looking at a pre-selection battle for the set of Hughes that he was no. not going to fucking win. He was objectively yeah. out of a job. So what did he do? He reformed himself as a lunatic fringe cult leader. And putting aside the idea that his memes are being probably made by staffers on government salaries, and I have nothing to back that up with, but I would like to see whether he's using uh, <laughs> Crown employees for that. But regardless... Kelly is a misinformation machine gun. And while this might land in a plum spot in Sky News after dark, it's not going to get you back no. into Parliament, champ. You're not going to no. get the fucking numbers. The fringe is the fringe for a reason. You don't get votes. So whether it's the Great Australian Party or Reignite Democracy, the two groups that basically give him the most oxygen and support right now, the fringe are exactly that. They're the fringe. Yeah. You're not the majority. You're the fringe. So despite the countless engagements he gets on social media, drumming up his loyal followers into a fear-induced frenzy of anxiety and general lunacy, it's not going to get you back in the house. No, of look, chair. I, I, I said not. in previous episodes, I, I, I would imagine it'll get like if he runs as an independent uh, in Hughes at the next federal election, he'll get less than three or four thousand votes, and and that's in a pool of about hundred thousand voters. So, and that's that's it. You know, they're, yep. they're the people who support him. That lunatic he's just going to go nowhere. Three or four percent of Australia. There's just no chance at all. I don't even know if he's going to run for the seat again, mm. but. A Liberal Party politician, a failed furniture salesman, and his complete blockhead from the South is now <laughs> this new age cult leader. How the fuck did that happen? His comment section are full of these enlightened new age types go saying, go Craig. Like as if he isn't just a bit of a fucking dope that snuck into pre-selection on an unlikely mm. election cycle and then just like sort of Bradbury'd his way into this new fucking specialty of being a fucking new age health alt fucking guru. Piss off. It's amazing how you can just pander to these people and suddenly you are just deified <laughs> by morons. That, that will share your memes and that it, it will just go from there. And this is just the most bizarre thing because somehow you think you have credibility because I've met him <laughs> because you're copy and pasting Cleanest weird preprints from nowhere. Uh, Craig Kelly, you will never see a, lice or, a louse indeed on him or lice on him. Uh, but look, the truth is we're at, we are at the end of an era. Uh, Trump, the supposed light worker yeah. of the militant wellness community, has been deposed. And while he's going to be a pest Thanks for some time, 
I can't see uh, him keeping the attention of the wellness uh, guys who will move on to other false idols in the anti-vaccine fear and anxiety industry. Trump, let's not forget, has come out as pro-vaccine. There's a ton of these people, yeah, uh, and I'm not uh, going to name them, but they are going to be a part of the political fringe furniture for some time to come. Yeah, but speaking of furniture, there's going to be a big <laughs> order of some fine pine headed to Florida way. They say the house yes. always wins, Jack, and, well, it well, often does. Unless you're Trump. And, and maybe Jamie Packer. Poor old Jamie. Poor old Jamie. Couldn't make a quit out of a casino. That's a very Sydney issue. Yes, God, very Sydney niche issue. Well, there, are, there is you. one in you, WA subject to a Royal, Royal Commission, a Crown Casino there, and there's a Crown Casino in Victoria also subject to a Royal Commission. So so what you're saying is this is not financial advice, but I should invest yeah, in Crown no, Resorts. No, That's what I you're saying? doing that. Uh, but all I'm saying, you've, you no? have to marvel no? at a man who can't make a quit out of a casino. There are only a couple around. One of them is Donald Trump. <laughs> And the other one is Jamie Packer. <laughs> and he's and he's just about to do a generational yes. shift because you see Eric. Eric, always seeking to follow in his father's footsteps, has decided to continue this line of failure. And I reckon he's <laughs> well, onto he a winner. And Trump loves a winner. So Eric better lose big to be a winner. Because <laughs> otherwise, I mean, he's just gonna be like a bastard, bastard on the Outstanding news this week for Eric Trump, idiot fail son of the 45th president of the United States, good-looking boy, sufferer of more mm. skin diseases than oh, anyone yeah. in recorded medical history, who, despite having the IQ of a toaster oven, has moved the family business forward, which ironically means taking it back, to the good old days where his old man single-handedly destroyed Atlantic City, sending the designated Jersey gaming region into multi-generational recession with unemployment rates higher than Eric can actually count. And that's nine, by the way, listeners. Eric has been been able to grasp a decimal numeral system up to seven for many, many years, but had to stop there because the internationally accepted symbol for the number eight made him giggle with a little bit of wee coming out into his already soaked underpants. As he thinks... It looks a, a lot like his dad. Love, Love you, dad. dad. It looks a lot like his dad's fat head atop his even fatter ass, which does make sense when you think about it. The good news is Eric, good-looking boy, has got the Trump family big business back in the casino caper. Well done, Eric. It's a license to print money, Eric said, while printing $20 notes with Junior's dial on them before the photocopier burst into flames, requiring assistance from fire and rescue. They had to use the jaws of life to remove Eric's head from the chair he got it stuck in. But that brief calamity aside, Eric has forged on demanding Florida legislators allow Trump Doral, a fabulous country club with a 36-hole golf course, shops, plenty of parking, and not an overpriced shithole at all, be turned into a casino to fleece punters and return the Trump empire to its former glory when they had just eight bankruptcies and all that tax evasion and money laundering. Eric is a gambler, Joel, just like his dad. Love you, Dad. Dad. And when he had a punt in a roulette wheel, he remembered the Donald's words, never bet on black. And so Eric doubled down on red with a little ball that Eric can't take his eyes off, bouncing and jumping around the wheel before settling neatly onto black numbers a record 48 times in a row. Eric lost $700 million in the space of around 15 minutes. And now he owes members of the Italian-American community that's 700 mil with a VIG. That's, oh, well, let me see, around $4 billion. Payable by Monday. Or you won't be seeing Eric Trump around no more. 
according to a spokesperson for the Italian-American community who goes by the name of Rocker. They're going to take Eric's thumbs, Joel, and how is he going to scratch those festering sores around his groin then? (laughs) But it's not all bad news for Eric. With Mar-a-Lago closing due to COVID, (laughs) or at least that's the way the fake media reported. The truth is Eric's pet hamster has got fleas, and those fleas have been biting a lot of people at Mar-a-Lago, forcing the golf course to be closed, and his dad having to gnaw on frozen Trump steaks because the only people who can cook for him have fallen to the fourth visitation of the bubonic plague. But bless him, thumbless Eric remains cheerfully optimistic, although I have to say I'm not the only one to be concerned about the state of the bubos on his face and neck that are, and I quote the Trump family doctor here, the like of which we haven't seen in seven centuries. But we mustn't worry about the Trump's family battles with the Black Death, Joel. After all, what self-respecting bacteria would choose to live in Donald Trump's fat ass? And a round of bubos and a hacking cough might get Donnie Jr. off the okey-doke, at least for a day or two. And the Black Death can only be a good thing for the Trump family, or it might wipe out two-thirds of the world's population. But we can't worry about that because now it's time for this. It's time to pop on our fake yep. coronavirus T-shirts, bask in the glow of a lamp that is worth every penny of the 25 large we paid for it, and listen intently. Shushing people who are making a racket in the background. Right. Shut the fuck up, you clowns. It's time for the week in Pete So it has not been a huge week. Not in Pete Evans. Not a huge uh, surprisingly week. Surprisingly enough, not. No, mm. it's been pretty quiet. The walking media mm. stunt that we know and love has taken a bit of a breather this week. I think he's counting his money after selling out yet another evolved sanctuary oh, and no. buying a giant block of land to do more of them later. He knows he's got a new grift and he fucking loves it. So in lieu of covering something incredibly stupid that he's done over the past few days, let's look at some of the dumb shit that he's said. Now, the week in Pete Evans in this podcast has always served a couple of purposes. Mm-hmm. One of them is to lampoon one of the most reviled people <laughs> in Australia, but the other is to simply know what that side of fringe politics is discussing. And while Pete's finger is often far from the pulse and mostly up his own ass on the regular, <laughs> he does follow and share the headlines of what's happening in the alternate universe of conspiracy theorists and general lunatics. He's he's, he's a bit of a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a bellwether he's a sort of shit. Yeah. So. First up in the news that Pete's been posting about is the sad and sudden death of boxer Marvin Marvelous Hagler. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Brooklyn. wonderful boxer. I didn't know who the fucking guy was. No, no, no. I had no idea. One of the great, now one he's of a the great middleweight fighters of all time, yeah. Yes, well, you know, according to some, he succumbed to the, the vaccine. According to everyone else, no. he fucking didn't. Some dipshit named Tommy Hearns, who you probably have a nickname for as well, he apparently caught him years Hearns. ago. <laughs> yeah, fuck with Hearns. Hurricane, this guy's an Hurricane Hearns he was. They, yeah, they, fought yeah. a, they fought a very famous stoush together, um, considered yes. one of the greatest middleweight fights of all time. And then they did it after death by this asshole posting on Instagram that he died after receiving the vaccine. Oh, my God. Based on nothing. Mm. So here's Fox News then showing this casual screenshot of the Instagram post. Think, oh, we didn't say anything. We're just showing a social media post. Yeah, like as if this isn't going to trigger the fuck out of people. So yeah. this is typical of anti-vaxxers, just lie like it's the truth. It's not even known if you got the vaccine at all. No. This is the kind of shit we're dealing with now where random cult members of the anti-vax crew make news stories because it fits their narrative. This is just 
it's just reminiscent of a post-truth world that is sprinkled with activated armaments. Well, I just have to interrupt so, you there, Joel, too, because Tommy Hearns, in that uh, rather memorable fight, got the shit beaten out of him by Marvin Hagler, and quite a lot, good, quite a lot of CTE might have kicked in by now from that beating alone. Um, yes. So yeah, that might explain what Tommy's up to at the moment. Uh, learning to count to ten, back to front, and. Um, and then, and then babbling about the vaccine. Yep. I would like to think that a lot of the anti-vaxxers are victims of uh, horrific head trauma. RFK has <laughs> got the years of heroin abuse to blame. It's an, but, uh, it's an interesting study. That- we should put in for a grant several million dollars to determine the link between anti-vaxxers and CTE. Yep. Yeah, I like to think it's head injury, and to be honest, I'd like an anti-vaxxer to just uh, give us the evidence so we can make up the story and keep the money. Smaller brains. Very anti-vaxxer Smaller behavior. brains than usual, yes. Yes, yes, swollen too. Another perler that is absolutely out of context headline from a fake news website that our thought leader shared to his adoring followers on Telegram, 30-odd thousand of them, Israel passes law to mandate freedom-tracking bracelets. And he quotes the article wildly out of context <laughs> that anyone who hasn't had a shot or already had coronavirus and subsequently twice tested negative and does not accept the tracking bracelet will be forced to undergo quarantine in a military manned facility. That's what Pete okay. says. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, well, spoke, that's, that's, spoken, that's the quote that he pulled. So he's spoken, this bullshit. He's spoken to any Palestinians. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Not, I don't think the Palestinians not, are going to a military manned the man, hotel. They're not though. on the mandatory vaccine in Israel, by the way. And the uh, the uh, the quote continues, Israel is also operating, operating a two-tier society where those who have been vaccinated have a green pass to go where they want and those who haven't must stay under lockdown. Oh, that's all very ominous. Oh, yeah. You see, what's actually happening here is that Israel is giving people the option to wear a tracking bracelet instead of the hotel quarantine system, which they have in place for returning travellers, mm. just like we do. We could relate to that, can't we, Pete? Although, yes. unless you fucking say that, no one knows. Now, essentially, no. this gives people the option to return home but will be tracked by said bracelet to stop people from going out and spreading the virus. And you know why they have this? Fucking Pete Evans supporters. Mm-hmm. You're the cunts that will go on walks <laughs> just for the fun of it when you've just come back from fucking New York, you penises. You're the types who will happily flaunt quarantine because you think the virus is a fucking hoax. Just like a dipshit in Western Australia who went out for a nice little walk during a stay in hotel quarantine because of fucking freedom. These bracelets are designed for the very special few fuckwits who think they can do what they want at the expense of greater society. Yeah. That means you. So it's, not, it's not nationwide. It's, it's, it's not nationwide. It's designed essentially for people who come into the country and go into mandatory quarantine. It's giving them an option there, to stay out context, of the hotel system. Pete. That was the little bit that you were missing there. Just this fucking smidge. So the Freedom Bracelet could easily be called a dickhead device. And it's not fucking mandated, you spanner. They're giving options on how to quarantine. Now, there this isn't a big week in Pete Evans, and that is that. But I just want to say that Pete's marketing model relies on instilling fear and anxiety in his followers and then offering them peace, love, and light at the end. <laughs> it's the kind of shit you see in abusive relationships. You give them immense terror, followed by a hug and a kiss. And this a fucking kiss. clown is a cult leader of the highest order, and posting complete misinformation designed to scare the shit out of people should be seen for what it is. And yeah, okay, so I had to make this up to fill in for a very slow week in Pete Evans, but it feels good to get that off very my slowly. chest because as the slowly. world starts to emerge mm. from a pandemic, we look forward to a brighter future and it's cunts like this who will ensure that we emerge from this pandemic full of fear, anxiety and the distrust for those around us. 
Ah, yes, well, you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page and also a shitposting group, which you can find fairly easily yes, if you search for it. Both there. Now, promoting a podcast is easier said than done, so if you could share this episode or a past episode or just anything, you know, um, spray paint the name of the podcast on a wall. Just do anything <laughs> you can to get some more hearts and minds because we really do appreciate it, and it gives us a real kick to see the numbers popping up and we knowing do. that a yeah, few more people are getting yeah. unpilled. Yeah, it does, and and it's great to see that uh, those sorts of things popping up on Twitter and Facebook and other places. It's uh, really very great. appreciative, Thank you very much. Uh, but keep coming, please. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you're going to anoint our noggins with sandalwood and tell us to relax, let everything out, breathing deeply through our nostrils while telling us about the cabal of Jewish bankers who secretly run the world. Thanks, listeners. They're gonna kill us all. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. See you then.